lot of the European uh, involvement in Africa has been based on the premise of when we come in, the only way we could be comfortable is if you're more like us, you know, and less like yourself or some version of yourself that is acceptable to us. And um, that's nonsense. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, we'll be hosting the sixth annual year-end Vibes and Stuff hip-hop award show, where we'll award the best and worst of the hip-hop culture from the year 2023. Find out who won best album, worst album, best video of the year, rookie of the year, collab of the year, lyricist of the year, producer of the year, and many more. But first, we'll share our reactions to Scarface's Tiny Desk concert, and then later in the show, we'll be doing our annual festival celebration, where we'll air out our grievances with hip-hop in the year 2023. Then we'll dive into our album Face Off, where we'll be putting Now Playing by Ayatollah against Peace Terminals 2 by Pete Rock, and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's going on, Jamil? What's happening? What's good? What's good? <laughs> Chillin', man. I'm uh, back in the house. I had to go see my man Avi a little earlier today, so. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hopefully it was good news. <laughs> So, so man, how are you enjoying it so far? I am enjoying it. It's uh, it's a, it's a ride. Yeah, well, yeah. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, it, it, it on some topics already as early as they have, and you know, just making hints at certain things. So far, I'm like, yeah, this all gonna come to fruition in a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I've been rewatching it, and it's a lot of foreshadowing man that like i missed the first time of course mm. but uh yeah yeah you're gonna enjoy it man how far along are you um i'm like the middle of the second season okay like, like six episodes i think okay gotcha gotcha okay so you you already got to the scene where his mom closed the door on him yeah that was uh that was that was tough that was that was a rough watch, dude. Like like I forgot about that scene, honestly, because it's just the way some of the other episodes played out and I rewatched it. I was like, Oh yeah, I do remember this scene now. This was this was heartbreaking, man. Like Man, he was like at the door, like, Mama. Yeah, yeah. Like and especially after the day he had had. Right. You know, yeah, and was... it was whew. Yeah, man, it's a good show, bro. It's a good show. It's, it's. <laughs> I'm jealous that you're getting no chance to watch it for the first time. Honestly, <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. But that's why I said I had to switch to comedy after a minute. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot all at once. Definitely need a palate cleanse after a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, but it, it it pulls no punches, man, and that's none, none. That's what I appreciate about it. Yes, indeed. Know? So yeah, shout out to Snowfall, man. Yo, what's good, Vince? What's up? What's up? Vince, what's happening? Just trying to enjoy the last remains of this this day off. 
<laughs> I'm right, with right. you. I'm with you. I'm with you. This is S- sipping on some apple crown. About to hang out with my guy. So enjoy the, the, the rest of this. Hey man, I'm sipping me uh, some lemonade and bourbon. So I'm I'm right there yeah. with you. <laughs> All right, man. Let's drink sparkling water. <laughs> Drinking that Perrier. <laughs> <laughs> Pellegrino, but let's go ahead, man. Let's go ahead and get into the show, man. It is that time of the year again that the, we where it is time to dive into our annual vibes and stuff hip hop awards to wrap up the year, where we award the best and worst in hip hop. So before we embark on that and giving out the awards on it and everything, one thing I wanted to cover first, man. Did y'all see Scarface's Tiny Desk concert? And I didn't get to see it, but I saw glimpses of it. And man, it seems like one of the best they've done so far. Bro, I've been I've been getting text messages and clips like all week, and I just had to sit down and watch it. It's a good time, bro. I'm it's not, a good time. Uh, I'm not ready because the, the first few times that I heard about it, it was people talking about how it it, you know, a lot of his um his music was tugging at the heartstrings and some of the stories he was telling and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I ain't got the, the bandwidth for that right now. I'm still reeling from Snowfall, so I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no, I get it, man. I get it. Oh, man. But it was, it was, it's such a, a great show uh, or performance that he put on. You say you haven't seen it either, Vince? I haven't. I've seen, I've seen pieces of it. I've seen his part when he did the, uh, uh, never seen a man die till you seen a man cry, and it was, it was so emotional. I was like, I'm kind of like with Jamil. Man, I was like, ah, nah, I don't, I don't feel like feeling like that right now. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Well, it's different, man. I don't know why, but the live version is a lot different from the album versions. Yeah, they're the same songs, but they just have a more, they just have a different and more intimate feel to them when you watch them perform them. Like, I didn't know Scarface could play the bass guitar. He had Mike Dean uh, as one of the performers in the band. And I didn't know Mike Dean helped produce that that first Scarface, not the first Scarface album, but he helped produce the diary. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I saw he was in the band. I had no idea he produced diary. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he had a huge part in producing that. And like, just seeing Scarface's love of music, bro, like, it really punched it up like and that's to me that's a difference maker when it comes to like just a good performance and a, and a eh performance it's like you could tell as he was like going through the songs it's like you could tell he he was being reminded of how he felt when he wrote these songs and what was going through his head and why certain songs were his favorites and like he was just he was just getting into it. He was getting emotional. You know what I'm saying? And his emotion bled through, you know, the, the song performances and it really touches you. And it just I don't know, man. It's a great it's a great time, bro. It's a great time. If you have not seen it, if you got like a little hour to kick back one night, I, I strongly insert, encourage uh checking it out because I, I was I was thoroughly impressed. I didn't know Scarface had it in him. I was gonna say I, I definitely intend to because he's He's one of them MCs that kind of does touch on that stuff, though, right? He's 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 a different caliber of rapper. Like he he, you know, we talked a lot about grown man rap this year, and, and Face did a lot of that differently. Yeah, um, 
you know, never seen a man cry till I seen a man die. Like that's a, an example of it. Yeah, it's from a street perspective, but this is still grown man rap. This is this is his expression of, you know, his view of death. Like talking about what it feels like to die and not be dead. You know what I mean? This is some real heavy stuff, and his his discography is kind of littered with that that type of um, depth. And he straddles the line really well with with street tales to you know some of the the psychological stuff and you know a lot of that is due to his background also right having had to spend time institutionalized like the music kind of reflects that i'm i'm excited plus the deep album cuts he he went with too outside of the you know i know everyone knows you know never seen a man cry everyone knows that track but like some of the deeper cuts that he performed too were just like it was just dope, man. It was just dope. I don't know if it was the live instrumentation kicking it up or just his performance coming through. Like, but uh, I think it's all, I think it's all of it, man. Because um, it's something to be said about the uh, small room and the intimacy of it, uh, the quietness of it. You know, it's something to be said about it, which opens you up to really the uh, the artist and the the, uh, the ones listening. It, it allows you to just hear it more impactfully i would say because you get to see how they like you really get to see their, their facial expressions the way you know their tone and the difference in the way they say it as opposed to recording it all of that stuff matters i, I remember when um i saw music soul child in the uh is it the wine room or something in chicago oh the and chicago wine, the city, city winery city winery city winery yeah 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 and it's that it was like, man, that might have been the best. But well, other than the Usher concert, that might have been the best, best show I've seen from an artist. Um, because of the intimacy. Like, it's just something to be said about it. It's just like everybody seems to understand how you behave in those uh in those rooms. It's not a loud situation, it's more of a uh, a listening thing and it, it it just allows you to hear the music differently man. I, I, it's hard to explain but yeah I, I got a chance to go to a, a nice show at the city winery maybe a year or so ago man and it is it is a great setting for that type of that that is a great setting rather for that type of concert uh i had a ball man i had a ball and it was a nice mature crowd and uh yeah, man, just nice, nice positive vibes all night, man. No, no shenanigans, and just just good music, man. Yeah, there's, it's it's good to know that there's a place you could go to for that, you know. But young artists, man, take notes, man. I be seeing footage of like some of these newer artists performing, man, and it's just it's so lackluster, man. It's is they usually rapping over a, 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 you know, a dub track anyway, with, with with their vocals are already laid. So it's like you're not even really hearing them and then like they're not really interacting with the audience and, and it's just it feels very impersonal. And uh it was the exact opposite, you know what I'm saying, with Scarface. It's like, yeah, he he really connects with you, you know. These these younger performers, man, they just I don't know, man. I don't know if they don't have the, the breath control. I don't know if they don't actually know the lyrics to their own songs, but it's like night and day. I'm not going to strictly put it on the younger artists, though, because there are contemporaries of Scarface who do the same thing. It's just, you know, some people take their craft a little more seriously than others. 
the thing about the tiny desk is it's going to expose you because ain't no ain't no tricks you oh, can yeah. do right ain't no ain't no ain't no pyrotechnics you can use yeah um you know ain't no ain't no backup dancers like it's you and the band and can yeah, it you it ain't no recreate oh, my bad no you are good no i was i was going uh, i was going like piggyback off what you're saying like there's no there's nothing to perform it's just you and the music there's mm-hmm. no dancing involved there's no choreography it's just you and your art what did you come up with and um right. there will be some artists of this day and age that 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 stage will actually further shed light to their talent and then some where it would be like like you said it'd be exposed like uh i don't think 50 cent should be in that in that room but big crit would be perfect for that yeah, room. right yeah right. exactly I I want to push back a little bit. I think Fifty could do it, but he would have to only do the stuff from Get Rich or Die Trying. But I mean, like, it would be a fun time, but you wouldn't. It wouldn't allow you to see, like, music. I mean, Fifty's music is fun, but what he talking about? Right, it ain't really <laughs> that deep. So, like, where's the? It's nothing intimate about. I got an S on my chest. What is that? And I a vest on my chest. You know, like that ain't that ain't got nothing intimate with it. But then you got a song with Big Crit, you know, Cadillac, you know, uh, Catalactica. Any any mm-hmm. songs off of that? You, we talking about uh, man, I can't even think of this, the name of the song. I I think Angels can can cry or something. I think that might be it. I know what you're talking about. Or at yeah, least yeah, I remember yeah, the man, Imagine imagine that in a Tiny Desk concert, man. Yeah, Crip would fit there. Yeah. So I think, you know, like, that's why I love Tiny Desk, man, because people watch Tiny Desk. And so mm-hmm. it allows certain artists to be either reimagined or re rediscovered. Um, and also just, you know, develop new fans because you get to observe the artist and how they display their art, you know. Um, so I, I mean, I, I tune in every time I get a chance. It's just that I wasn't ready to be in that emotion at the time. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I had to take out some time and just kind of, you know, turn down to watching myself. But, you know, I was glad when I did. So if you have not checked out the Scarface Tiny Desk concert, please, please check it out. So, yeah. yeah watch the Juvenile right behind it if you got time. It'll make you feel better. Yeah, the juvenile ain't it, it ain't it wasn't bad, man. I, I enjoyed it, it quite a bit. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit, man. But yeah, shout out to them, man. All right. Let's get into our award show. This is our sixth annual vibes and stuff year in award show. Uh rewarding the <laughs> best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rewarding the best of the culture and of the music for the for the year. So let's get into it, man. The people have weighed in. The the, the people have spoken. We got our winners in. And, uh, you know, I, I, some of these winners, it was by a very narrow margin. It was literally by one vote they, that they won these awards. Um, and then there are some who ran away with it. So let's get into it, man. Um, let me pull up my ballot here. And let's dive into our annual award show so first up man <clears throat> we're gonna get the crap out of the way early 
I get the get the <laughs> negative ones out of the way early. Uh, and we're gonna start off with worst album of the year. Now, for worst album of the year, the nominees were NBA Youngboy, Don't yeah. Try This at Home, Trippy Red, Mansion Music, Lil Pump Two, The Baby Called The Fireman, and Buster Rhymes with Blockbuster. And the winner, or should I say the loser, <laughs> but the winner <laughs> for worst album of the year is going to Buster Rhymes with Blockbuster. He nah, that's it. wrong, man. He earned it. He earned it. Nah, yeah. I, I doubt that. Um, you I, didn't hit the album Nah, I guarantee you the people that didn't choose Lil Pump didn't hear his album. <laughs> to to be honest, I only heard two of these albums. I heard the Buster, yeah. and I heard the the Baby. Yeah, and, and that's probably why y'all chose because of what y'all heard. But uh, I would bet I, all the money I'm gonna make next week that that pump, that little pump, is worse than that Blockbuster. <laughs> well, I'll I'll betray my ballot a little bit because I definitely did vote for the Buster, and the reason why is because of the parties involved. And the potential that it had, like it was such a letdown. How you got an album that was uh, executive produced by Pharrell. I mean, we'll ignore Swiss, but executive produced by Pharrell. And you gave us this nonsense after dropping probably one of the best albums in the last few years with the ELE2. One of the best albums of his career. Facts back and then he returns with this he goes back to that the trash that he was doing in between basically the first ELE and this one I, yeah. I get it man I I, I, I can get that what? explanation because I betrayed my vote a little bit too um, I said but Blockbuster as a strong second but <laughs> <laughs> Lil Pump he shouldn't even be rapping like this shouldn't I believe be you. Pump. I believe you. Lil Pump, Pump is a blip in the matrix, man. He's like, he, he's he shouldn't even be. He should be working at at, at Jack in a Box or something somewhere, man. <laughs> like, he should not be rapping. <laughs> I, I believe you when you say Lil Pump's album was worse than Busta's. I think more than anything, Busta Rhymes was his album was more disappointing than anything. Yeah, Correct. yeah. The other people we kind of expected them to be bad. But I did not expect this from Busta. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and, and to be honest, man, anytime I see when the highlight of your album or the way you're selling your album is like featuring production from Pharrell, Timberland, and Swiss Beats, I get worried because Pharrell's name doesn't worry me so much, but Timberland and Swiss Beats' names worry me being so closely attached to the project because let's be honest, like they're just not the it producers anymore. It's like if this was 2001, 2002, yeah, having Swiss Beats and Timberland probably on your album meant something. But now, I mean, am I wrong? No, you're exactly you right. Uh, I mean, I can't say you're exactly right, but I say this. It's, it, it is crazy how they sparked the new evolution of music to the point that the music evolved away from them um, because... Mm -hmm. Like, if you think Swiss is like, he's the grandfather of this new trap sound. 
And Timberland was like the grandfather of the new, I would say that, that Travis Porter along those lines. There's some other ones too, but we'll talk about those producers later because they still they're still extremely relevant. But like, I mean, my whole sound, thing is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say my whole thing is they did their thing in their time, but they sound incredibly dated. Like yeah. Timberland, yeah. Timberland did his thing, and to Timberland's credit, nobody sounded like Timberland. Like he had some imitators, but nobody could really sound make a track like Timberland would have made it back in the day but like disco it's like I, I I hear the stuff and I instantly associate it with a certain time with a certain era yeah you get what I'm saying yeah you know same with Swiss it was good for its time but it's like as we move further and further away from that time it just it just sounds more and more dated now if you come out with an album and 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 it was it says produced by Alchemist, Derringer, Rock Marciano, Conductor Williams. Like, okay, now we talking. But like Timberland and Swiss, it's just like, man, I don't know, man. Like, I ain't got my Ava Rex jacket no more. Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> like maybe one, maybe a couple tracks because you might be trying to channel some of the uh, nah, older sound. Nah. Now, nah, not even a couple tracks. Swiss Beats had the only wax song on Nas's Life Is Good album, and it was just like it was so disposable, bro. <laughs> oh, man, I would, I would, I would love a, I would love a Swiss Beats track and a Timbo track, just in case they listen. I would love it. <laughs> I'm on give smash. me, give me a track. <laughs> All right, let's move right along to our next category best instrumental album of the year um this was kind of a hotly contested one um let's go ahead let's dive into it the nominees were best one farewell my friend oh no with good vibes bad vibes conductor williams conductor we have a problem mind sign with snacks peanuts with picnic slower pace barbershop simulator and Cooking Soul, Big and Stories, Volume 2. So, the winner for Best Instrumental Album of the Year is actually Best One, Fair of Whale, My Friend. Hmm. It beat out the Conductor Williams. Yeah, that surprised by, me. By one vote. Fair enough. I actually voted for, oh no, the Good Vibes, Bad Vibes. Man. And I was the only one to vote for that when I was kind of surprised. But um, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. But that's one was like definitely the first instrument, like notable instrumental project that, that came out this year. And it was a tribute to Double K, uh, the other one half of people under the stairs who unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. And uh, I was impressed by it, honestly. It's a, it's a very well-crafted instrumental album. And it ain't got no flutes on it either. <laughs> <laughs> disrespect <laughs> but um but yeah shout out to that album and also shout out to the conductor williams i was i was impressed by that too hey, hey oh. and you got to start sending me um let me know when these uh these instrumental albums come out because like your your ear is i mean like you you more aware of when they drop so just let me know so oh I absolutely absolutely i can definitely shoot you the uh the good ones 
and in fact this this week's face off was a another instrumental album face off so yeah can't wait to dive into that but uh but yeah yeah absolutely i'm definitely shoot some your way all right so next up we have rookie of the year which newcomer to rap this year brought the most impressed you the most just had the most solid resume all right so the nominees for rookie of the year were tia kareem nim low scarlet love the genius mickey diamond and st knack winner for rookie of the year is a tie mm. between mickey diamond and mm -hmm. scarlet yeah 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 I, I imagine so so let's let's get into it i was counting on rodney to break that tie but he voted for love the genius <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so i like scarlet i think she's got a lot of potential however scarlet did not drop four four extremely dope and impressive projects for the year she dropped a couple of singles and that was it and even though those singles made a lot of noise that's not four projects and he did each one of them produced by a different producer he did uh or three different producers so he gave us capital gains and uh, gucci buckets four which were produced by big ghosts he gave us death threats which was produced by sadu gold and he gave us a Roku Saki, which was produced by Rao Duke. All different producers with different sounds and, and styles to their production. And he killed it on, on all of them, bro. He killed it on all of them. Yeah, part of this is fanfare, though. Scarlett got, she got the uh, nod from, from uh, you know, Hall of Fame, legend, legendary uh hip-hop artist so you know she got the nod from buster like everybody well she got the new york love let's just put it like that and you know new right. york new york is still the mecca of hip-hop so like you get the nod there your name is going it's going to be shared all over the place so that's, that's part true. of that that's that's true but the midwest got something to say too <laughs> now, that's definitely that's definitely true but her, you know that's definitely true but you remember do you remember what i said i remember i remember yeah. um yeah. i just see this is where new yorkers have lost their way they try to get by on their laurels and what they did in the past and right. being the mecca but they not putting in the work like everybody's putting in the work buffalo hip-hop from buffalo new york is more popular than hip-hop from new york new york Buffalo is running is holding it down for New York right now. Have you heard have you heard Nikki's you heard Nikki's latest album? Nikki Who Minaj? Yeah. The no, of course not. Check it out. I'm cool. <laughs> hey, man. Well, we ain't talking about Nikki. We talking about Scarlet. You know who don't have an album? Scarlet. <laughs> she just dropped something. She just dropped uh, another song. I think she's they, they she moving towards making an album. Does Koi Ray count as a uh, New York? Uh, did that she? I don't know. I mean, where, that's, I don't that's know where she's from. Her father's from there, right? No, nah, he's I from Boston. Know. Oh, you from Boston? Okay. 
Never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he is from Boston, ain't he? The mean streets of Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not hearing a convincing argument on why Scarlett should get the, this, this award over with Mickey Diamond. Wow. Um, like I said, like I said, the fanfare, man. That uh, welcome to New York. That was that was that was that was larger than any song that you can mention from anybody else. That was that that was that's, that's a rookie. I ain't gonna mention her other songs, but um, those those are big too. As far as the children, the kids, the, you know, the, the the people her age. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I just you know, it'd be nice to have a project from her, you know. I like the reward consistency, you know what I mean? And 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 and, and hey man, people people voted how they voted, bro. I don't know what to say. Well, somebody <laughs> somebody gonna break this tie. <laughs> like, and we haven't heard from you yet, Jamil. Well, I voted for Scarlett. Um agreed oh, did she you? did not yeah. Agreed she did not have a project out. And I really wasn't honestly I wasn't feeling her at first. She kinda has done she kinda moved like Cardi move for me it, it, slightly differently though there's a charm about Scarlett that um, I started to appreciate so I think it was more about her come up and, and the persona around everything else rather than just strictly being about the music and that's kind of how I took the the vote because it wasn't specifically about who had the best projects or it was you know rookie of the year what was your year like and so along with though she didn't you know put out full projects i feel like she has she has people's ears so when she does i think i think like people are ready for her. okay so you're sticking by your vote sticking by my vote all right there you have it the people have spoken our rookie of the year award is going to scarlet all right Y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't support underground. <laughs> I mean, I support underground, but I don't hate black women like some of us. So, yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, Not out here on that Jonathan Majors, I see. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, you know that's I do. <laughs> well, we we we'll have that conversation on another day. <laughs> wow. oh, I'm talking happened. about preferences, not necessarily activities <laughs> or perceived oh, purposes. <laughs> All right, let's move right along, man, to our next category, which will be best video of the year. So the nominees for best video of the year were Killer Mike with Motherless, Joyner Lucas with Broski, ST Knack with Angel Dior, Cyrock, Talk to Me Nice. Killer Mike with Yes, and Danny Brown, Jan's Terrific Vacation. And the winner for Best Video of the Year is Killer Mike Motherless. Eh. I thought that was a decent choice. I wasn't I wasn't terribly fond of any particular video that was nominated. With the exception of maybe Jan's terrific vacation, but like for the most part, a lot of these videos were very simple mm -hmm. and straight to the point. Um, I think the Killer Mike won because it just it had the most emotion. I I would agree. That's that's probably the 
it was about the the music more so than the the imagery. Well, no, I guess the imagery went along with it, and then at the end with him, it appeared to be video of the original recording of it, and how he was kind of in the midst of breaking down. Yeah, yeah, uh, I thought the imagery was was great. Like the little girl that was like leading him throughout the video. Um, in a lot of African cultures, it is believed that children are that, that the children. Ancestors. Yeah, they're they're the spirit guides for people when they're getting ready to die, because it's it's when people they, this, the, I guess the spirit guide wants you to to not be afraid of it or something. So they they come to you in the form of a child and guide you through. And I, I kind of picked that up, picked mm-hmm. up on that particular thing in the beginning of the video because everywhere the child led him it was leading him to his loss you know what i'm saying or reminding him of his his loss and um you know it was it was a touching video man it was a touching video so no yeah, I think it's a, yeah. you know what broski was was came in second and actually lost by one vote hmm. i didn't vote for I mean, either I one too. i actually voted for the danny brown i did too i yeah, the motherless was not a, was not a bad choice. It just wasn't my particular choice. It was, um, yeah. I don't want to talk about what we what didn't win. That makes it sound like sour grapes. That was that was it was a worthy it was a worthy winner. I got no complaint. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. We'll talk about the one that didn't win. I thought the the Jen's um, I was Jen's fantastic vacation. It was just it was just one of them weird. <laughs> weird imagery that was pretty powerful and, and, and they basically taking piece by piece um, like literally taking stuff I don't know who directed it but it, it put me in the mind of a couple of other videos I remember from like 20 some years ago that I really liked um, one was that Tamiya Imagination and MAC-10 only in California they both had like that gothic imagery to it um but this one was i think more purposeful in portraying the dangers of gentrification at least for the the current residents not necessarily for the the overall of the city right because obviously pouring resources into um, a city is going to be a good thing but the displacement of poor folks is a problem and you know they that's that's what they do they come in and take take the cultural aspects of it that they enjoy and, and, and you know strip that stuff away kick the niggas out and put in the whole foods <laughs> right that was just white girls drinking on white cloth <laughs> <laughs> Chinese Mike is turning over in his grave I know <laughs> <laughs> alright alright <clears throat> So next one, dopest album cover of the year. Um, this was an interesting one. I thought this was a a, 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 a really tight pool of uh, talent for, for this particular uh, collection of nominees for dopest album cover of the year. So the, the nominees were Megan Thee Stallion with Cobra, Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia scaring the hoes, the vintage version, because there's a second version out there with uh, Trump and Kim Jong Un on the front, um, <laughs> really scaring the hoes. Um, right. 
The other nominees were Larry June and Alchemist, The Great Escape, Navy Blue, Ways of Knowing, Young Thug, Business is Business, Black Thought with Glorious Game, and Mike with Burning Desire. So the winner for Dopest Album Cover of the Year is going to Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia, Scaring the Holes. Brown's having a moment, apparently. <laughs> well, this, this is his first award for the night. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, this is his first award for the night. Um, I That's the one I voted for. It beat out The Great Escape by one vote. I can see that. Great Escape. I mean, these were mostly all really good covers. They were. They were. They were. That, yeah, that's true. I just like the whole man. I'm forgetting the name of it. Right when I wanted to say it, black exploitation. Well, no, it was the. Uh, it had the the feel of um that old school anime cartoon, uh, the racing cartoon. Oh, Speed Racer! You talking about the Larry June? Speed, speed Racer. Yeah. 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 I, I mess with that album cover. I, I, honestly, like. It's 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 actually one of the albums I went in my vinyl collection because I I just think it will look good in it, but um but yeah the album cover is for the Great Escape is is dope and it like it perfectly captures the feel of the actual album you know just very cool and laid back and just you know it's West Coast yeah yeah but um what. Scaring the Holes took it. I kind of wanted to go with Mike's Burning Desire. I really like that album cover. Uh, but I eventually ended up voting for the Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia. Not surprisingly, not one vote for um, Megan Thee Stallion's Cobra. I was just about to ask you that. That actually does surprise me. I not mean, one. I guess the I voters mean, are evolved. Nah, man. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> Probably because y'all don't nothing. like y'all don't love black women. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the, it ain't that at all. It's like there was <laughs> it, it, it was it's obvious why you would vote for it, and then, <laughs> and I'm not gonna be the one to vote for it because of that reason. It's you know? <laughs> 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 only one reason to vote for it. That's that's true. It's a couple of reasons to vote. <laughs> they the same reason though. <laughs> and it, it wasn't a cobra. No, sir. You said it was the same reason though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we're evolving as judges. Like <laughs> just we uh we stayed away from that one for some reason. Um, uh, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's what art does, man. Art is supposed to make you feel something. That's right. Hey. <laughs> but but the but the scaring the holes album cover, I, I loved it. I love that black exploitation homage that they did. I love the, uh, the, the 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 photoshopping they did on their faces, and it's just it's a crazy album cover for a crazy album. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, shout out shout out to that. One. All right, next up we have best ep of the year this was another really tight category if you ask me a lot of really good eps that came out this year but let's get into it best ep of the year the nominees were mers with speak and spell 
superstition with every last word. Shay Noir, Noir Never, Smoke Dizzy and Flying Lotus, Flying Objects, The Alchemist, Flying High, Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia, Scaring the Hoes DLC Pack, and Conway and Conductor Williams with Conductor Machine. And the winner is a terrible title for a project. What, Conductor Machine? Yes. I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't know. Any any other two artists, yeah, it would be a terrible title. But when I know it's Conway and Conductor, then Well I'll forget, Yeah, they I'll just trying to they, they're trying to blend both their names, but no no there will be no better project with the blended name. The best one I've ever seen was Alfredo. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, so the winner for the best EP of the year is going to Alchemist with Flying High. No beef. That was a good one. It was a decent release, man. It was a decent release. I personally voted for Superstition. I felt like I got the most for bang for my buck out of that EP. But the Alchemist wasn't bad, man. And, and on a streaming version, you don't even have to go to a separate release to get the instrumentals they they just the album just plays right into them mm-hmm. i thought that was dope great contributions from from bodie james mike uh earl sweatshirt yeah just it was a cool and quick listen but man all these eps are pretty dope to be quite honest i don't disagree i didn't like the superstition like you did but but uh for the most part, these were all solid projects. I, I wouldn't have been really beef with none of them winning. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Alchemist, man, for taking home the trophy on that one. All right, next up, we have Best Collaboration of the Year. Um, This was another one that I thought was a very tight category, tight, tight award. A lot of good, good talent and good nominees in this one. So for Best Collaboration of the Year... We have Ghostface and Killer and Nims with Don't Ever Disrespect Me. Billy Woods and Danny Brown with Gear Zero. Killer Mike and Andre 3000. In Future, Scientists and Engineers. Sauce Walker and Conway with Dangerous Derringer. Ransom and Nick Grant with Across 110th Street. Smoke Dizza and Black Thought, Drug Trade. Little Yachty and J. Cole, The Recipe. And then finally, West Side Gun featuring J.I.D. and Conway, Mama's Prime Time. And this winner. This was a tough one, man. Yeah, man. The winner for Best Collaboration of the Year is going to Little Yachty and J. Cole with The Recipe. Little Yachty. I know why, uh, too. Should be. Absolutely. Everybody do. I'll say because I did vote for this one. Um, it was because Cole was able to elevate Yachty to a, a, a bit of a passable MC. Like you could tell, he really, he really, you know, put in his best work to try to keep up with Cole. And amazingly, he did it without trying to call nobody out for clout. Yeah, not that any other rappers do that. <laughs> now you know I- it was. Go ahead. I think, um, yeah. Let me, let me uh, say this. Uh, I think, I think Lil Yachty 
is 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 maturing in terms of being an artist. Like mm-hmm. he's not he's he's taking it seriously, and he's he's you know like he's making an attempt. Like the same thing. Um, and J Cole has his effect on people. Like he J uh, J Cole had the same effect that he had on Twenty One Savage that he's having on Lil Yachty, and um, and that's why it was perfect for J Cole to be on the song. That's why that's why it had my vote um, because it elevated Lil Yachty not just because he was on the song, but because Lil Yachty wanted to. It's kind of like you know. Kobe working with uh, Devin Booker. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like that whole thing. Like, you know, a guy, older guy in the game, um, you know, training somebody younger that wants to be good and that's, you know, just getting better. You see, you see the progress. And so that's why I had that. That's why I had my vote. Oh, you voted for it too. That's right. Yeah, I voted for it. I mean, yeah, I did vote for it. Like, and I think I think some of it is because of well, J Cole dropped the hottest verse <laughs> on it, arguably for the year, and then Lil Yachty upped his game. In reference to the other ones, it was like, oh, they did what they were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? It's more like, yeah, they 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 did their job. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you guys. I just, man, I thought Scientists and Engineers was a way better song, better hook, better production. But I'm, 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 I'm being a hater right now. That's, don't mind me. <laughs> I don't think oh, you're being we, a we hater. Used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't say you're being a hater because you're the only one this year that done like that Lil Yachty uh, album he dropped. So <laughs> it was decent, man. It was decent. <laughs> It was a nice departure, and and to, to his credit on, on the track that that won the uh, the recipe, he brought it. Like I, I can't say that he did, you know. Like uh, I just thought the other the caliber of MCs was a little higher on scientists and engineers. You can make the argument yeah, Killer Mike is very better. It's very much better <laughs> than. Maybe not Cole, but he's better than Yachty. And you can make the argument that Andre 3000 is definitely better than both Cole and Yachty. So, right. for me, it was almost like a, a mathematical equation. But I think it kind of is the the effect that the Buster album had in that category in reverse, though. And kind of to Vince's earlier point, this was more of a surprise than any other, right? Like, yes. Dre is going to give us fire when he's on a track with Killer Mike. And that was the one we was kind of looking forward to for the whole album. The um, the uh, Black Dog collab with, um, why am I drawing a blank here? Smoke Dizza. Smoke Dizza, thank you. Was fire, the, obviously the Conway. Like these are, we, we know the caliber of MCs that we're talking about. I think this was the one that surprised people with with Yachty and like we said with Busta you know we were disappointed because of the surprise of how how terrible that album was yeah. and 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 um Ian you talking about that song on that song they didn't overachieve they just did what they do and on the recipe Lil Yachty 
I can't say he overachieved, but he stepped his game up. And J. Cole once again showed you that he's still he's still reaching levels that he has he hasn't even reached his level yet. He hasn't reached his peak yet. Like he keeps dropping more and more. That's that's a little bit more impressive than what he dropped previously. Like he's not he's not finished. And um as far as Andre 3000 goes, he's at the point now if he dropped some trash, I don't even think we would know. We would still say it's cold. <laughs> like he's at that point now. <laughs> and Killer Mike just continue he's consistently stays at where he's at at a high level, you know. But he keeps it there. Although this yeah. album was amazing, I must say. It was amazing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, but the people have spoken, and the award is going to the recipe with uh Lil Yachty featuring J. Cole. So shout out to shout out to them. <clears throat> All right, next up, we have best single of the year. The nominees for best single of the year was Nothing is Freestyle by the Alchemist. Tantor by Danny Brown, The Tide by Hitboy and Nas, Don't Let the Devil, Killer Mike, Yes by Killer Mike, Asteroids by Rhapsody, and Runway by DJ Premier featuring Rome Streets and Westside Gun. And the winner for best single of the year, we have a tie. Mm. Don't Let the Devil by Killer Mike and Asteroids by Rhapsody. Mm. So let's figure it out, gentlemen. I didn't vote for either of these. What was the tie again? It was Don't Let the Devil by Killer Mike and Asteroids by Rhapsody. Well, I voted for Rhapsody. Um, And I voted for the Killer Mike. I don't remember. I don't, gonna be, I don't know how we're gonna break the tie. Let me uh give me give me give me two point two seconds. I'm gonna play it real quick. Yeah, take your time. Just so it'll 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 come back to me, I think. If I hear a couple bars on it. This feel like the written review. Remember that? <laughs> well I I I to break the silence a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't Dude, expecting that, uh, y'all to be completely silent. <laughs> that, that, um... <laughs> Dude, that Hit Boy production is crazy for that Asteroids, man. And she she came out the jump just going, going, man. Going. She did, man. She like, did. And it's like... And I want to show Rhapsody some love this year, too, because, like, we've been quiet on her. And it's not, and it's not like I, it's not like I'm showing love past in a biased way, but just like, man, it's good, it's good that I can represent her because she right. she performed on that man, like, and, and I just love her style, man. You know, I've, I've I've described it plenty of times. I just love her her style and the way she goes, the way she travels across the beat. It's um, it uh, it's very pleasant to me. So it might be a matter of uh. It might be a matter of just uh, preference between the two songs, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that song. I think that's kind of what it come down to for most of the votes, honestly. Oh, just um, preference? I, I would say so. 
I imagine most people voted by what they prefer because it's in most cases it's not a wild variance in quality, uh, especially in this particular category. Uh, I forgot. True. I forgot how good that Hit Boy beat was. Like that was, and and you know not to beat a dead horse, but she 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 definitely did a thing. Like she wrote to be crazy, and it was good to hear. It was good to hear Rhapsody. Uh, but if I got to break the time, going with the Killer Mike Donut the Devil. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the reunion of of, of Running Jewels on a non LP beat. Yeah, it was just some some about that one. All right, understood, understood. That was that was my vote. So the people have spoken. It is going to Killer Mike. Don't let the devil for best single of the year. Man, okay. I thought Rhapsody was going was going to make out with one, but uh, Killer Mike had other plans. All right, let's move ahead to underrated slash slept on album of the year. Uh, one of my favorite uh, categories. You had the nominees were Mickey Diamond with a Roku Saki, uh, Damo Genesis and the Alchemist, No Idols, No Name with Sundial, Currency and Jermaine Dupri for motivational use only, Lil Yachty, Let's Start Here, Nick Grant, Sunday Dinner, and Blockhead, The Aux. The winner for Slept On, underrated album of the year, is going to. Mickey Diamond, Oroku Saki. With it. Shout out to Nick for breaking up that tie. <laughs> <laughs> it was hey, actually, it was, what's crazy is a lot of people, uh, several different people voted for several different albums, but the only other album that really had strong support was The Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, I think Jermaine Dupri is another one of those artists, a dated, a dated producer, another one of those producers that you hear his name and you think of a, a time. Um, but man, that collaboration was, was that was that was nice, man. That was well, Jermaine Dupri knows how to grow and he knows how to evolve his sound with the times. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that's how he was able to get popular in the first place. He turned he. He was able to kind of focus in on what the sound was of the times and give people just that, you know? And I think with the way hip hop is moving to a more, you know, mature sound, like you you hear that in this album too. Like it's, it's, I know it says Currency and Jermaine Dupree, but it feels more like Currency and like somebody else to be quite honest. Cause it's not that corny, bubblegum pop rap that he was doing in the 90s this is this sounds like an actual good hip-hop album yeah, yeah. Well, then you, and then also too yeah you think about hip-hop even though Jermaine Dupri was has been around hip-hop longer you know the boy was boy was breakdancing off of Houdini uh, song when he was little when he was young um I forgot he was in one of the videos yeah it sure it's was. hilarious to see it's hilarious to see him that young too, with, with that hair like that. But anyway, um, but every he whenever whenever anybody thinks about Jermaine Dupri in hip hop, 
it's it's like a little bow wow crisscross stuff you know nothing nothing that people would consider substantial it's just more like you know he was making a business out of so i think that might have been why that's why i voted for it to be underrated because it was really good man. it's just that you know people might turn their ear off to it because they see jermaine dupree's uh name yeah yeah but shout out to the mickey diamond man oroku saki for winning um I think this is retribution for him not winning rookie of the year, honestly. <laughs> like imagine that. You 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 have more chances of winning an award with an actual project. Like who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Mickey Diamond, man. If y'all have not heard that album, y'all was sleeping, man. Y'all was sleeping. Um it is it is dope from beginning to end. All right. Let's move along to Best Producer of the Year. Okay, here we are. So the nominees for Producer of the Year are Big Ghost, The Other Guys, JPEG Mafia, The Alchemist, Katranada, Metro Boomin', Real Bad Man, and Static Selecta. And the winner for Producer of the Year is going to the alchemist no shock there couldn't have, I, I don't really see how it could have been anybody else just from the volume of, of work that he did and like his projects have been nominated across the the ballot in different categories like dude dropped a lot of work i don't think nobody really put in as much as he did yeah, no man, it's crazy it is it, it, it's crazy how he has he has coined a style of production for every single person he works with right and that 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 basically seals the deal for me like you got all of these different projects I, who can who knows how many and they sound different but you know it's from him at the same time but they sound tailor-made for the artist and it just like that that mean that just that goes to show you the skill in which he produces. So you know, you gotta award that. Yeah, man. Yeah, he kind of ran away with it, to be perfectly honest. JPEG Mafia got a little love. Katranada got a little love, but outside of that, Alchemist kind of ran away with it. And, and rightfully so, man. He had six projects dropped this year. He had the the Larry June project, which is a, a, a album of the year a contender. Uh, it was one of the best albums that came out. Then he had the No Idols with Damo Genesis. Then he had Flying High Parts 1 and 2. He had the album with, with uh, Earl Sweatshirt. He had the album with Mike, Favorites of Rock. And he was doing production for other people here and there. So um, I'm not surprised at all that Alchemist kind of took this award and ran away with it. He's been holding it down for years. And, and this year he had a particularly good year, you know, even for him. Um, he was he was very productive this year and, and consistent. So, yeah, man, shout out to him. All right, next up, now that we got producer of the year out of the way, we are going to best lyricist of the year. This was a tight category as well. A lot of talent here. Best lyricist of the year nominees were Killer Mike, Black Thought, Ransom, Billy Woods. Sky Zoo, 
Rome Streets, and Nick Grant. And the winner for Best Lyricist of the Year is going to Sky Zoo. Hmm. It's, appro- it's appropriate. Because of the, the mind of, of a Saint album? Yeah, I mean, I, I that was his only release this year. Um, Fair enough. Now, everybody got love on this particular ballot. Like, there was votes for Killer Mike. There was votes for Black Thought. There was a vote for Ransom. There was a vote for Billy Woods. Um, Sky Zoo, of course, got lo- got the most love. But it was very spread out. I don't think anybody voted for Rome Streets. I think he was the only one that didn't get any votes. But Nick Grant, Sky Zoo, Billy Woods, Ransom, Black Dog, and Killer Mike, they, they all got love. So Sky Zoo basically beat them all out by one vote. Hmm. But uh, but Sky Zoo hey, is a, he's a dope. He's a dope lyricist, man. Like, like... He really, really outdid himself with with with, <laughs> with Mind of a Saint. Um, I feel like I feel like this is some sort of weird lifetime achievement award for Sky Zoo because I'm pretty yeah, sure he, yeah. he hasn't yeah. won anything on the show before, and he's he's dropped some consistently dope projects through the years. He um, he had that All the Beautiful Things album um, a couple years ago um, that was about gentrification. And he's pretty consistent, man. Like, you know, when it comes to, to guest appearances and all of that. Um, so, I mean, he's he's a worthy winner, man. He's a worthy candidate. He's a worthy recipient, I should say, of this award. All right. So, Sky Zoo is walking away with lyricists of the year. I did not see that one coming. Actually, I actually thought it was going to go to Ransom. But you know, I guess niggas don't be listening to Ransom like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I do listen to Ransom, man. Like, I that think everybody crazy, do. man. That project was crazy. I just think um, he he's um, he's starting to put himself in the um, Royster Five Nine lane, mm-hmm. and super rapper. And like, I, nah, I gotta push back on that. He don't his bars ain't reaching nearly as much as Royce the Five Nines. Well, not so not so much the hype the hyperbole involved with it, but more so the so like do you think Royce is relevant? Uh, by relevant, do you mean what like popular? Like, does anybody care about Royce? <laughs> I think when you drop a project, people want to listen to it, but. Yeah, it's more like they just want to get it out the way. Not no, not and no disrespect to Royce whatsoever, because the man is top tier. But it's like, I, it's, it's, it, I don't, maybe I'm, I'm gonna be explaining it right. But it's like, I think I get where you're coming from. The way, <laughs> the way you're saying it though is like, man, don't nobody pay Royce the club. <laughs> no, it's more like My. he's putting himself in a spot where it's like, oh ransom and then that's about it you don't really say much about him you just know he's there and he's making music and he's making money somehow doing it but you don't like he he's just not really spoken about but if you bring him up it's like oh yeah him yeah he really he real dope but you know what i'm saying i i wouldn't put him in voice to five nine levels like 
Royce, I think I think Ransom has a way more approachable sound than Royce. Yeah, that's true. If you wanted to throw Ransom onto a posse cut or something that is going to get play, like on the airwaves or in the club, I think he'll do just fine. Whereas with Royce, I think Royce was is going to lose some people. I don't know. I could be wrong, man. It's like, but it, it's just, no. it's been a very long time since Royce was that kind of dude. No, now man. he's kind of evolved into this, like, this super rapper, this rapper's rapper, where it's like, you really got to be tuning in for the bars and the way he breaks down his different verses and, and, and lines and everything. It, it, almost into a meticulous degree. You got to be able to uh, appreciate it on like just on a whole nother level. Whereas Ransom is more of a straight shooter. And to be honest, Ransom has a better rapping voice. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but I just, but that's my, that is my fear for him. Because like, don't get me wrong. And this is, you know what? We'll bring this up later. Cause this is a, uh, this is, this would be one of those unpopular opinion type discussions. So if we had time for that, maybe later on we'd do it. But. Okay, okay. We're going to come back to that then. All right, for sure. All right, let's move right along to MVP of the year. Okay. What artists, what hip-hop artists had the most impressive year who really went up another level with their, with their output? <clears throat> The MVP of the year nominees are JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown, Nas, Billy Woods, Black Thought, Killer Mike, and The Alchemist. First time we had a producer in the MVP category. All right. The winner of MVP of the year for 2023 is going to Danny Brown. Uh, uh, wow. He ran away with it too, man. <laughs> like like that, he that, ran away that, with it too. That Quaranta must have uh, made him run away with it. Oh no doubt, and and, and scaring the hoes. Like, scaring the hoes, yeah. Like I, I still between those two albums, I still prefer scaring the hoes over Quaranta, but I still enjoy Quaranta thoroughly. Um, you know, he had a good year, man. He. And he, uh, one of the things that people don't really talk about is like his feature game this year was on point too. He had a lot of really stellar features on other people's projects too that aren't really getting talked about, you know. And he got sober this year too, so you know, props to him for that. Yeah, I I, I picked Nas, man. <laughs> yeah, Nas had two projects too. I I, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah. Nas is doing more at his older age than he's done in the last. Well, you you subtract these five years, like he's done more in these five years than he's done the ten years previous. Agreed. This is like a third yeah. career of his, man. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 He held it down too, but uh. Shout out to Danny Brown, man. I did not see that coming. I did not think that y'all would, would show him that much love this year. So, <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. All right. Now, here is the crown jewel of the award ceremony, which is album of the year. 
um, who had the best body of work. And the nominees are Sky Zoo, Mind of a Saint, Rome Streets Wasn't Built in a Day, Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia, Scaring the Hoes, Black Thought and L. Michael's Affair, Gloria's Game, Killer Mike with Michael, and Ransom and Nicholas Craven with Director's Cut 4. And the winner for Best Album of the Year goes to Michael by Killer Mike. Anything less would be uncivilized. Guess what? It only won by one vote. Vote. Don't it don't matter. It won. <laughs> it don't matter. That's <laughs> cool, Taylor. I'm gonna let you finish. But Killer Mike had the best album of the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised at all that it won. This was the album that everyone was in agreement on as being a a, a top one, two, or three uh, album of the year. Uh, not three. Yeah, and definitely not three. You know, like I don't think anyone had it. I think most people had it one or two on their on their lists on their respective lists. Um, great, great album, man. Um, very mature, very passionate. He used the guest appearance as well. Very well balanced album, and, and just very, very touching and cathartic. Listen, man. Yeah, man. This this album was incredible. Hmm. Just thought about it. That's, yeah. that's two years back to back that we got like albums for catharsis. Kendrick's was a lot more heavy-handed, I would say, like deliberate and yeah. what it was intended to be. Where this one was more of a circumstance, and you just kind of had it happen. But that's that's kind of wild that you know, two years in a row, like we had major albums to. to kind of elicit the same kind of kind of feeling out of it that is true man that is true i didn't i didn't even think of that but you're right you're right you know it shows hip-hop is growing up and like hip-hop listeners more importantly are growing up you know and when when the people grow up the music grows up you know like most yeah. def said and it, it also shows the therapy in which hip-hop is starting to become these these emotional albums the less i would say less fun because enjoyable and fun are two different words but mm-hmm. the less fun albums are starting to be more appreciated than the uh the turnips you still yeah. have, those still have they still have a place in music and hip-hop because you can't you can't be at the club you can't be at you know you can't be dancing to these these type of albums, but um, something is to be said about the uh, the healing aspect of uh, hip hop. It's starting to mm-hmm. it's starting to be more and more apparent, more and more appreciated. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, man, dude, it just had one of the best intros, hands down, of any <laughs> the best intro track of any album that came out this year. Man, CeeLo with with minimal time on that really brought some he brought a whole lot of soul to that one he did man he did like like and, and just i just love hearing the n-word used that many that, that many times man like, <laughs> <laughs> i tried to count how many there times he that. said nigga like it was 
I, I, I lost count after 38, but like, yeah, that nigga said nigga a lot. <laughs> Trust me. That just reminds me when Ashanti had that baby song. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, shout out to Killer Mike, man, for taking home the trophy for Michael, which was voted by you, the listeners, as the best album of the year. Uh, y'all want to know what came in second place? I do. I'm yeah. curious. Scaring the hoes. I'm surprised. I thought it would have been a scare hey, too. Hey, Ian been an advocate for scaring the hoes since it dropped, man. I since have, man. the day it dropped. I have. I think people <laughs> people been warming up to the project though, man. Like, I was shocked. I thought it had a chance to win, but nah, man. It needed it needed a couple more votes. But yeah, I, I thought it was gonna it might have actually took it, but Killer Mike prevailed. <laughs> so, yeah. that is our award show. Shout out to our nominees. Shout out to our winners. Um, another thing that we do around this time of year is, in in honor of <laughs> of of a silly day called Festivus, I wanted to give you all an opportunity in honor of Festivus to air out any grievances you've had with hip-hop in the year 2023. I got one. Go ahead. Lil Baby has still not been crowned the GOAT unanimously. (laughs) I got a problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) What is he doing is the question. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he really put out no music this year. Um... Actually, my 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 real grievance with hip hop this year is we have a plethora of hip hop in the biggest of air quotes hip hop uh, media outlets, and we're talking about everything but the music. Oh. Like I don't care who's sleeping with who or who what rumors is what. And, like yo, is the music hot? Let's let's dissect that part of it, and and you know people's personal lives are that it's just that like I'm I'm I guess I'm less interested in it, and yeah that that's salacious and that drives to traffic and all of that. Fine, I get it. That's that that has to be a part of it, but does it have to be all of it? Like, can we talk about the music at some point? Yeah, Man, yeah. You you need people who are actually listening to the music to discuss it, and it's like people right, and are, are knowledgeable about it. Yeah, it's it's not that they're well you know you're right you're right it's 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 that they're not they're not knowledgeable about it but they're not they're also not incentivized to be knowledgeable about it you know who who cares about how an album sounds when you know you you need to talk about these rumors about this this person sleeping with this other rapper's girlfriend it's like right all y'all niggas is rich and got money and and access to all the you know luxuries and, and 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 most women in in at your disposal but it's like Y'all all dating and smashing the same eight or nine same chicks. women. I don't understand it. You know, I I don't I don't get it either. And it's been that way for a while. <laughs> like, and then they competing with the athletes too. Like, yeah, it's like twenty women that they all chasing after. I do not get it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I got I got three grievances with hip hop for 2023. Man, we had kind of had a light Griselda year, man. We ain't get a we ain't get a Benny project. 
ain't get an Armani Caesar project, and we ain't get a Stove God Griselda debut project yet. So that's real, man. Griselda, I'm 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 looking I'm looking at y'all for 2024, man, to come out strong, hold it down. West uh, Westside was really the only one who really held it down that strongly this year. Well, I take that back. Rome Streets had a good year too. Oh, Rome, yeah. And Conway had a couple projects out there. I mean, EPs, but that's conductor. true. Conductor that's was true. trying to step in out to make a name for himself. That's true. I just, I'm, I'm gonna need me some more Armani, and I'm gonna need me some more Benny Pauls, and, and I'm gonna need that okay. Stove God to drop. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who has been quiet is TDE. Mm. Like we ain't heard from none of them niggas. I, I heard they've been going through some stuff, man. Well, Reason dropped an album, right? Really? I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I dropped the it. album. I think he was the only one though, because we didn't get nothing from Isaiah Rashad Ooh. or or J. Rock. The Black Kid Cats. Um, you had Ab Soul, but <clears throat> his album actually dropped last year, um, right. technically in December. Man, another thing too, man. Not enough dissing, man. Not enough beef on wax, man. Where are the good disses these days? Niggas are scared of the internet. <laughs> it's like, it's like I thought we were gonna have a little something with Jim Jones and Pusha T, but you know, that uh, amounted Jim to Joe, nothing. Jim Jones ended that sitting in sitting on the corner in front of the bodega. Right. He ended that himself. That trash. Wait, what did he drop a diss track? Yeah, yeah. You know that, that, yeah, that little thing he dropped in front of on, on the street, awful. man. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch it. I didn't even catch yeah. it. It's almost as laughable as um um what 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 a Melly Mel? <laughs> it's almost it as laughable as what that was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. Nah, it wasn't that bad. That should win an award all itself. Worst, worst beef, uh, worst <laughs> diss track of the year. You know, <laughs> that was that was rough. I ain't never seen nobody apologize for the for the diss track. <laughs> right, like I'm sorry, y'all. I'm gonna going do better. too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, like every so often, just to feel better about the day. If I'm having a bad day, I actually listen to that. <laughs> just instantly, pretty good instantly cheers me up, man. Instantly. Like, at least I'm not Melly Mel. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, man. All right, all right. My last grievance with hip hop in 2023, man. All the unjustified little Yachty hate, man. How is it unjustified? Okay, so the dude, everything that he did before, he was like, forget that. I'm not I'm not repeating the same album. I'ma try something new. I'ma 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 do a little of this singing thing. I'ma play around with some more melodies. I'ma play around with some different sounds. And I'ma give the listeners something new. And hip hop fans. I said this before, hip hop fans are like NBA fans. They're always complaining about what they think they want. And then when they actually get it, they complain about it. Case in point, 
NBA fans, for the longest, for the past 10 years, what we've been hearing? Oh, the NBA too, buddy, buddy. Everybody's friends with each other. Ain't no, ain't no spirit of competition no more. Everybody's friends with each other. Everyone's so buddy, buddy, trading jerseys after the games and, and, and everyone's friends. Then the Memphis Grizzlies come along and they getting in everybody's face, letting them know we ain't scared of y'all. We plan on beating y'all. And everybody just turn on them overnight. Nice, young, scrappy, talented team. You would you would think that would bring some flavor and some life to the NBA, but nope, everybody hated them. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait for them to get beat. They couldn't wait for yeah, them to go away. They couldn't. That, they couldn't wait for the for the Ja Morant memes, gun memes to drop. Nah, it was strictly the one the one dude that that did all of that. I don't think it was Memphis Grizzlies as a whole. It was. Uh, but he still hated because of what he did Dylan, under the Grizzlies. Dylan the Canadian Brooks. No, nah, dude, they were very much. They were very much hating them as a as a squad. I say that I to think. say this. Hip hop mm-hmm. fans are always crying about originality. Nobody's doing anything new. Everybody's retreading stuff that's already been done. And when somebody comes along and they actually give you something different and new and halfway decent, it's like, nah, we ain't messing with this. I mean, just because it's different don't mean it's good. Like, I could be like, True. man, I'm sick. I'm sick of the, these Italian beefs. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make me a sandwich out of mayonnaise and jelly. Got to show them that's something different. It's gross, nigga. I don't care that it's new. <laughs> well, could you could like, you say could you say that this album was was that though? Was the equivalent I'm of a mayonnaise it, and jelly sandwich? I'm not saying it's as bad as that. What I am saying though is that just because something is different doesn't make it quality. It's better than what he's done in the past. My personal opinion, I still didn't like it. I didn't think it was good. I can appreciate the growth and celebrate that. And say, all right, give us more though, because I this this wasn't it. I can see where you're going. You just didn't quite get there. <laughs> okay, can, can I? Is it possible to hate to not hate him? Not will not hate on him, but hate that. I'm with you. I mean, sure. I, I got no, I got no issue with dude. I think as a person, he seems to have just gotten older and more mature in general and i think he has a better understanding of the culture and his place in it than he ever did but yeah i I see the potential in it like i would give his next project a chance but eh, y'all just gave this y'all just gave this man a collab of the year award yeah but it wasn't from that album (laughs) (laughs) And it also wasn't ma- it wasn't solely because of him. It was a collab. It wasn't like he got single of the year. No, so like the thing about Lil Yachty is I've never completely found him like un like non like not palatable as an artist. I just felt like he um he had some growing to do. Like I saw what he had, like you know, certain parts like you can see pieces and you can see elements of what he's doing that that's decent, but you can also see that oh he's he is starting from scratch, like he doesn't know it yet. And then he got successful, and he just was like, "All right, I'm gonna do what Drake been doing." But now it seems like he's tired of that because he's heard that he's heard it enough, and now he wants to to grow as an artist. 
So like what he what he gave me in a reference to the recipe, that's what I want to see from him. But what he did before in between that, yeah, I just I I, I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> I, I, I hope he does. I hope he doesn't do that again. I'm just saying, like I will award him for his um, attempt, but it's like yeah, yeah, don't don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> see man see there, there we go man the hate <laughs> why i gotta hey, be hate I, hey, you I, know don't what like though? I don't like it that don't mean that i'm yeah. okay i can honestly say i did hate that album because there's nothing <laughs> that i could say i like from it so there's wow, not one nothing? thing i could i could say i like from it but what he just gave us and what he's probably like this project he's he's doing now he did this. He, I heard something he did recently. It's like a little song. I, I can't even. I don't even know what type of style you would call this song, but I actually enjoyed it, man. Um, it seemed like something like a song that you would put on like a, a one of those DreamWorks Studios type movies, you know. And, and it, it's kind of fun. I enjoyed it, but yeah, that that other project, I just I just don't like it, man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Like instantly, instantly hated it, man. Like, nope, this is not what he should be doing. And he had about nine tracks, nine, ten tracks. Like he did that ten times. <laughs> wow, I guess I'm on an island with it then. I guess <laughs> you definitely are, man. And that I, is I'm crazy. Still, I've been still trying to figure out why. <laughs> maybe, maybe you just got to be in the right headspace to digest this album. Maybe yeah, it's one of them type deals. I don't know. I don't smoke. I don't smoke weed or nothing. So maybe that's part of it. <laughs> I mean, you're saying I do? Like... No, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I said maybe I have to be in that. <laughs> oh, I'm I got speaking you. for I got myself. You. I got you. <laughs> all right. So y'all, y'all got any more grievances with hip hop in 2023? Yes. Oh, I definitely got a grievance. This is my main grievance. Hey, this nail polish from these male artists, that, that needs to stop. Uh, this little Yachty. This little Yachty. Um, and I'm forgetting his name, too. I always forget names. Uh, Tyler. Tyler, the creator. And Drake stuff, that, that has to stop. Well, let me, let me say this about the nail polish. On certain artists, it works. It works. Like. It works on Tyler for definitely. It works on. I've seen Danny Brown rock the nail polish. I can't. Also, oh, heavy drug users got it. <laughs> y'all, I, I'm starting to think y'all just old. I'm not saying. Bad. I'm not saying I. I would rock nail polish. I'm not saying any of y'all should rock nail polish. What I'm saying is that on certain artists, it just. It kind of just comes with the territory. Like Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, I could see him wearing nail polish. That's just, that's just the, I hate to sound this way. This is what the kids are doing these days. It, it is. It definitely is. Hey, I got it. I got a kid though. Hmm. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I but your kid, your kid is going to develop their own style too after a while. Like, like 
if if my son at 10 was like dressing or tr showing showing that he wants to dress like super edgy and super artsy and then at 15 he pop up with nail polish i'm not going to be as surprised as if like you know if he was like for the past five years trying to dress you know pretty conservative and and wearing fitted hats and timberlands and stuff like that what i'm saying is you you people develop their own style you know even while they're still very young and depending on the within the context of that style you know that's how something like nail polish will fit in or not fit in with their style i don't know if that makes sense like i know exactly what you're saying man like there's yeah I'm he's probably going to be doing other things accessorizing in other ways where the nail polish is going to be an afterthought well i mean i get it i i understand and i understand the time we live in and i understand my age in this time but yeah that needs to stop <laughs> like there's nothing there's ne there's never a time i want to see a man a male figure wearing nail polish like i get it in the punk rock scene but i guess that's what these that's what hip-hop has evolved that's, into to some what, degree yes very much so they, they're still in a they swag from punk rock like I, I get it they're doing some goth type stuff like some artists and they also they also are being strategic and being marketed for other lifestyles so i get it but yeah if i'm going off of what hip-hop was from its infancy and its beginning that's not my type of hip-hop that's my grievance and i'm and it's and i'm sticking with it well <laughs> if you if you go back to hip-hop's infancy man like they like was them, wild in the 80s them, them furious five days and 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 melly mel yeah they were like, they were the jackets and all that and they were looking very tops. they were looking very village people Oh no, they definitely were with the uh with the eagle feathers and the Native American uh, influences and the, Yeah, those uh the remnants of the seventies getting you know, finding its way out of that. Cause you know, that was um and then you know, the uh the pimp area era with the long nails that they used to do over west in the west coast. Yeah, that you know, mm -hmm. Snoop used to do that too. And people people may forget that, but yeah, it was wearing them long nails. Remember, uh, man, what was his name? But it was that that pimp rap they used to do over in the West Coast. DJ Quick, or you talking about Sugar what, Free? DJ DJ Quick. Uh, you said yeah, Sugar Free DJ Quick. Yeah, that yeah, all of them with the long. You know, they had their hair permed out, and yeah, that was that was pimpish. But you know, in other areas, that looked a little bit, you know. Like the little feminine. <laughs> so now it's just something else different happening. You know, my eyes tell me, tell me girly stuff, but I, I guess that's not the, uh, the, the, uh, like those optics don't give everybody that mindset. So, I mean, hey, that's, I mean, that's just me, man. I ain't trying to see that. Yeah, I mean, our generation, we were very much maligned for earrings and sagging our pants we all know what they used to say about that you know i think i think 
<laughs> just over time, you know, it's it's things change. It's out with the old old in with the new. And the previous generation is just just always gonna have a problem with it, you know, like you either <laughs> you either die the hero or you live long enough to be the villain. And now our generation has grown old enough to we're the villains now, you know. We're the, we're the ones saying pull up your pants, cut your hair, take off that nail polish, you know. Sounds crazy, but that's 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 where that's where we're at with it, you know. Very much so. Very <laughs> much more so. like I guess it's more like Debo. Uh stop playing and come on. <laughs> that's really where I'm at with it. Nah, I get it, man. <laughs> I get it. But I uh, do have one 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 final grievance and then we can oh, go right on. here. Jack Harlow. He gotta go, man. Why is this nigga still around? Hey, yo, like I didn't know he track, was still man. around. I thought he went away organically, to be quite honest with you. I'm no, not... he just dropped he just dropped a new track this this so y'all y'all over in the Midwest. Jack Harlow is huge over in in Phoenix. Yeah. Like it's a like it's he's huge in Phoenix. Um probably the, specifically the, in Scottsdale. The, 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 the yeah, yeah. The kids are wearing their hair like Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of Jack Harlow's out here. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. If you're wearing your hair like Jack Harlow, then you probably phenotypically look like Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Which means in five years, you won't be leaving listening to hip hop. Nah, you're going to be going to the Country Music Awards, changing your whole image, and then going up there and accepting an award talking about best new artists. Right. And and I don't buy I don't buy that Jack Harlow is still gonna be a presence in hip hop in another five years. I don't I don't really see him being a strong presence right now, to be quite honest. I think he just kinda he was the nah, shiny new t- I, I don't know, man. Like his new, with, his new track is his new track is 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 doing numbers, man. Who's on it? He who's is, on it? He's who's the, featured he's the on white it? Drake right now. He's a white Drake. Who's featured on his new track? It's just him. It's just him. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't. Hey, Hip hop doesn't seem to be in love with him like it was like a year and a half ago. Like I said, man. He's 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 carved out a lane where he has his people, his his people mm-hmm. that love hip hop. Rocking. They like him. They don't they don't rock with hip hop, but they rock with Jack Harlow. And like, yeah, it's more like certain certain rappers. They listen to like Jack Harlow and Eminem, Logic. You know, real hip hop. Like, <laughs> it may not make sense to you, but and I gotta I gotta say, his new track is is uh it's it's very it is fun. I tell you that much. It's fun. Um, like I said, if you hear it, you gonna instantly be like White Drake. I mean, White I was calling Drake. him White. I was calling him White Drake a year and a half ago. And it was I was saying that to say like that ain't good. It's fun though. Then he got a, he got another track. He had dropped a, he dropped a project. Remember I was letting you hear that you know that that uh it must be or it can't be. I don't even remember that one. I, I send you the link. I send you the song, the link to that song, and I let I send you the link to his new song too. You you'll hear what I, you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. I don't. I don't particularly just dislike Jack Harlow though. Um, <laughs> this is the thing personally. with Jack Harlow. Is he? Does he suck? 
no, he doesn't suck. Like, he could actually rap for the most part. I, I've heard him say some pretty cringe bars, but for the most part, he could rap. My problem is that for people like him, you don't have to be very good. Right. Like, he could he could kick it up a whole nother notch. I'll never know because what I've heard from him is 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 just very mid, to be quite honest. And it's like there's there's enough <laughs> there's enough mid mid rappers out here with some actual souls to them that I, I would much rather listen to. Even even a type of rap that he's trying to do, this 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 type of like crowd pleasing type of like hip hop that I'm I'm sure you know to most people sounds okay. I'm not even a fan of that. You need yeah. to go, man. I, I get what you're saying. He ain't your type of uh, artist. But I just I doubt speak. he's as big with the young people as he is. I, I doubt I doubt black teenagers are embracing him the way white teenagers are. I'm, I'm gonna just say that. And and, and they aren't that's probably see, true. That's, they they aren't. But that is the backwards beauty of it because hip hop has now hip hop is 50 years old, right? Yeah. So this is like really the first time in the history of hip hop where it's so mainstream that there are kids that ain't of our skin color that are growing up hearing it and falling in love with the sound and then here comes Jack Harlow somebody with their skin that's doing it at a noticeable clip that they can gravitate towards and connect with he has he said what I don't. I don't think that's a new phenomenon, though. That's that's the same thing that happened with the Beastie Boys. That's the same thing that happened with Eminem, and now it's, no, it's not. It's not. It's not as big because Beastie Boys. That was hip hop was what ten years, not even. But what I'm what I'm saying is you had you know a lot of a lot of white kids who were attracted to the sound, and then in come the Beastie Boys. Like wait. These look like the dudes that you know from my neighborhood. Yeah, but but hip hop itself wasn't even that big yet. Man, it was, I it, see. I it, see what you're saying. You're talking about scale, not it was, necessarily. It was an East Coast thing. It was definitely an East Coast thing. Break dancing hadn't even broke all the way yet. Like that was an mm-hmm. East Coast thing. What we talking but, about? But but, but their their amount of popularity was always commensurate with how big hip hop itself was at the time right that's so true, but it it took on like, a lot of different it it, it, it it different times and eras it was bigger than it was in other eras it's like yeah the bc boys made their mark eminem came along he made a bigger mark jack harlow he's come along and he's made his mark for the most part but like it's not gonna be as long and as strong because hip-hop artists in general don't have a buzz for very extremely long periods of time like they used to I remember, dude, I remember being in high school. I was a freshman. It was 98. And people were still bumping the purple tape. Like it like it had just came out. That's how much how how much of a shelf life good hip hop had back then. You know what I'm saying? I was does. already two years old. You know, but now it's just I don't know, man. He could the I, I, the track you're speaking of, Vince, I'm sure it's a perfectly fine track. But is anyone gonna be talking about it a month from now? I don't know. Well, that that you know, <laughs> right? Respectively speaking, that I know. So it's like, you know. and the reason why I say, because so the reason why I say it is, 
So Jack Harlow is, is a little bit different than the guys we mentioned because Jack Harlow, from my from, from what I look like, from what I see, and from what just just observing him, like Eminem. Look at it. Look at his group. Who was in his group? D twelve. You talking D twelve? Yeah. It was all black dudes. All black dudes. Beastie Boys. Who were they getting their respect from? Def Jam. All black dudes. <laughs> like they were the cool white boys for all you know for that the black dudes acknowledged, gave cred to. Jack Harlow. Who have you seen him around? Um, a couple people here and there, you know what I'm saying? He, he got a song called Tyler Hero. We talking about his his auntie, you know, the people around him. He got a bunch of white boys and they're not in sync. But that wasn't his beginning either. He his his start was with Lou Williams and, and them Atlanta dudes. But the difference true. between BC the Beastie Boy artists like the Beastie Boys and Eminem and LP the difference between them and Jack Harlow is that they weren't industry plants. <laughs> hey, that's what he sang on the song. That he put that on the song. I'm gonna let you hear it, man. I'm gonna let you hear it. He, he actually, that's that's the song I was gonna send you. What he was saying, along with some of the stuff he people been saying about him. But he's he's not concerned with, and I might be making it a stretch because you know he wants to be respected by everybody. But like. He has his own thing going on. He it ain't like it's a, it's just slightly different than than the vanilla ices and the M Ms. I think I think he's just getting he's getting support outside of our skin color, and that's that's no difference. absolutely. I think the majority of his support comes from people who don't yeah. look like us. I and just that's the difference. I just am not impressed by any of it. And I and I'm starting to it's starting to feel, I could be wrong. It's starting to feel like the cat is out of the bag with him. You know, like I gotta admit, man, the one good thing about people like Glorilla and Sexy Red is that like I didn't have to hear Jack Harlow's name anymore. <laughs> like, like, That's like, like, like he hasn't, I mean, like I don't know. He has not. He he didn't sustain a buzz very long, and like he was, they rolled out the red carpet for him very prematurely, very prematurely. Like this dude was 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 he not performing at the Super Bowl, but like doing Super Bowl commercials. He he had his own KFC meal. He got a movie. The whole white can't white man can't jump remake debacle, like. You, you start seeing somebody like that 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 visible that often and that soon it's like I don't know man the fix is in hopefully hopefully I ain't offend him because he got off <laughs> he had to get off the yeah Jack Harlow is, is running these uh Arizona streets right 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 Jack Harlow is good white folk boy. <laughs> oh man. Smell like lemon pledge. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, a pleasure to be around. <laughs> Just look at him. <laughs> uh, I'm about to send him a text real quick. That's with him a little bit. <laughs> Jack Jack Harlow, I'm kinda of making an avatar. For 
rappers of his ilk, though. Um, and it's not even a racial thing, but just people who clearly are not invested in the culture. And, and this becomes a hustle. And I got no beef with that, right? Get, to, get your money how you get it. But my issue is these cats that clearly see hip hop as a hustle. And like you said, they get the red carpet rolled out for them. Now, oftentimes yeah. there, is a, there is a racial aspect to it. It isn't always. But it's like, yo, it's so many people that have genuine talent and love and sweat equity into this culture who can't get those kind of opportunities. So Absolutely. Like, let's, let's, let's clear, clear these things out. Absolutely. It's like, you can't, you, you can't, I, you, you can't, I, 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 it's just hard for me to accept that the visibility Jack Harlow has, it's just, it's not, it's not equal to his talent and his output, his creative output. Right. You know, we just got through talking about lyricists of the year and we were talking about people like Sky Zoo and Ransom and Nick Grant, you know, relatively young artists. They're kind of they're kind of fresh faces and like, you know, they're not they're not getting any of that attention, like none of it. You know, it's just I mean, we know what it is. We know what it is. But let's go ahead. Let's count off. Tell as old as time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But let's go ahead. Let's dive into our next segment for the night. Our album Face Off. I decided to end the year doing a little something a little different. Uh, we, we've done instrumental face offs before, but I thought it would be appropriate to end the year on one. Um, you know, instrumental albums bring a certain calmness to me, but, you know, still managed to make me uh, nod my head. So this week, <clears throat> We are putting the album Now Playing by Ayatollah up against Peace Trimentals 2 by Pete Rock. Now in one corner with the Ayatollah Now Playing, this was actually his second release, but his first release on an actual label. He had another instrumental project that was released independently in 2003, but this was his first uh, release on an actual label. It was released April 7th, 2002 on Nature Sounds and clocks in at 15 tracks and 46 minutes, and all tracks were produced by Ayatollah. And it is going against Peace Trimentals 2, which was the second in the series, but his third instrumental album and his sixth solo release overall. It was released June 23rd, 2015 on Mellow Music Group, and it clocks in at 20 songs and 59 minutes. So, between these two instrumental projects, between Now Playing by Ayatollah and Peace Trimentals 3, I'm sorry, Peace Trimentals 2 by Pete Rock, which That's one... very different project. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> which, which one were you feeling more and why? Man, I thought this was going to be a, a straight slaughter in, in favor of the Pete Rock, because I really love Peace Trimentals 2. Um, I mess with Ayatollah's production um i i can't say that i've listened to a full project here before so this was a a good um good listen between the two of them i enjoyed them both um the ayatollah was a really good project the peach instrumentals i don't know if i was having just like fond memories of the time that i listened to it, it it's been a while since I've listened to this one. Like, I, I loved it, but I guess it didn't feel the same way it 
I remembered it feeling when I first got a hold of it. Um, but the Ayatollah was was uh, a bit fresh. I was like, all right, this is a, a different sound. Uh, but ultimately, what it came down to for me was the Ayatollah. At, after a while, got difficult for me to like stay with the whole track. Toward about the middle of the album, I was like, all right, I'm not. Like this is something that I would probably would want to sit and write to maybe, but to listen to this is probably not going to be the one that I'm reaching for. Uh, so I went with the piece instrumentals too. Okay, okay, understood, understood. All right, interesting thoughts expressed there. I must say, uh, Vince, man, between these two albums, man, between now playing by Ayatollah. And Peace Mentals 2 by Pete Rock. Which one were you feeling more and why? Hey, uh, hi. Like if, if I'm allowed to do that, um, I have them at a tie. I, I enjoy both of them. But, you know, I always feel like a beat needs to have somebody rapping on it, you know? <laughs> Um, right. So, although I enjoyed them, it was like none of them, no one stood out that much more than the other. It was like I listened to, what is it, Ayatollah, and I listened to Peace Mentals. And they both kind of was just like, they gave me the same, the same satisfaction and the same thought that, man, somebody should be rapping on me. Um, yeah, I will say this I will say the Peace Mentals was more consistent, Ayatollah was more uh experimental. Mm. So, it uh, you know, as far as the sounds, like he was tr- like Peace Mentals seemed like okay, this is a this is a, a producer that has found his comfort zone. And he creates within that. Ayatollah is more sounded more like a, a producer that is willing to experiment with different things, trying to find trying to find himself where he, trying to find where his comfort zone is. So if I had to rate it off for of that, I would say the Ayatollah was slightly not as good because when you're experimenting. Sometimes you you like if you're a cook that's experimenting. Sometimes you 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 discover something that sounds really um you you just you discover something that's really that tastes really good, extremely good. But then sometimes it's like yeah, I'll never make that again. Like that does not taste good at all. So um then you have a a, a seasoned cook that just and he knows what to, he knows what he makes. He has about 10 recipes that he's going to stick to and it's going to taste good every time, you know? So yeah. if we're going to rate it, if I'm rating it along those lines, I would say the Peace Dramentals 2 was the better one. But I mean, like, at the slightest margin. Mm, okay, okay. All right. <clears throat> For myself, so you're giving it to the to the Peace Dramentals 2 as well. 
Uh, for me, I, I felt I, I really enjoyed both these albums. They both had their strong points. But when it comes to judging instrumental albums, I, I often ask myself, which one has more replay value? Which one has the most tracks that don't need an MC on them? Uh, which one, in other words, which which one has the most tracks that could stand on their own and just be listened to by themselves and be appreciated by themselves on their own? And I felt, I felt, I honestly felt the Ayatollah was the more consistent project, but I felt the P-Rock had higher highs. Mm. Um, you know, and for that reason, I have to give it to the P-Rock. I'm more likely to bump that just for my own, you know, listening pleasure as an instrumental album than the Ayatollah. As much as I love tracks on the Ayatollah like Platinum, Hold You, Kingston, Highway to Heaven, Blood Red Roses, as much as I like those tracks, I couldn't help but think to myself they would sound much better with MCs over them. Um, and, and these yeah. songs and others on this project are noteworthy, but but I just can't help but wonder how much more of a gem they would be if left in the hands of a skilled MC or lyricist. Now, Pete Rock, he has tracks like Heaven and Earth, I Wish, Accelerate, On and On. Um, those tracks are just great tracks by themselves. Like you don't you don't necessarily need. I'm not I'm not aching to have an MC rhyming over. You know what I mean? Like, and, and even with the Ayatollah, with the tracks I named, like, the songs are good songs. But it's like, after the first 60 seconds, you're just like, okay, okay, this is cool. This is cool. This will be cool to rhyme over. Whereas right. with the Pete Rock, I'm not getting that. Now, I will say this the Pete Rock had slightly more skippables. And maybe because it was a longer album. One of these had 15 tracks. The Ayatollah had 15 tracks. The Pete Rock had 20. And man, and like, I would say four out of the last six tracks on Peace Mentals 2, he could have nixed all together. Like, the wheels re re really started to come off. And like, I was like, okay, man, you, you need to wrap this up. This is this is kind of dragging. Um, but I felt the highs on the Pete Rock were higher than the highs on the Ayatollah. And I just felt the tracks had a little bit more soul and layers to them and the sampling work. It, it just felt like Pete Rock put more effort into his project on most of the tracks than than Ayatollah did on his. And I'm not saying Ayatollah, Ayatollah like sold it short by any means. I, I think that he did his thing, you know, but I just wanted to hear MCs on these beats a little more, you know. And for that reason, I'm giving a slight margin to the P-Rock. Even though the P-Rock has some skippables, I can forgive them because of how good the actual good tracks on here were. Fair enough. You know, so. But that brings us to, yeah, that was a sweet. That was a sweet for, for P-Rock. So let's go ahead. Let's cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of What You're Bumping. I invite y'all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping for the past week or so. We got that bump to bump to bump bump. We got that bump to bump to bump bump. We got that bump to bump to bump bump. We got that bump to bump to bump bump. 
Uh, so Vince, man, put us on, man. Sixty seconds or less, man. What you been bumping? Man, not, not too much anything this week. I, um, I was working hard this week, man, and uh, building up to this, this these days off. But I did listen to some Jagged Edge and some uh, Usher. And I was listening to a lot of Jay, Jermaine Dupree artists, Escape. I don't. I, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Now, now that I'm, I'm checking through back in my mind, I was listening to some of my uh, friends' music that they've been making and stuff that we've been trying to collaborate on. So I was checking some of his stuff out. You know, nobody would know who this is, but or know any of these good people. I'll let you. I, I I meant to talk to you about that later on too, Ian. But um, do I know him? Yeah. Not, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, okay. We'll 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 figure that off. Figure that out off air. But yeah, I, I wasn't listening to it a lot. I've been. I was working. I was like doing a lot of work in in the home. Like we we've been uh, remodeling the house, and uh, then I've been working extra hours and stuff in um, preparation for having this day off. So uh, yeah, I've been really busy, man. I didn't get a chance to listen to a lot of music. Okay, it's all good. It's all good. We all got weeks like that. Uh, Jamil, man, what you been bumping this week? Uh, bumping at uh, Open Mike Eagle, another triumph for Ghetto Engineering. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. We'll jump, uh, bumping at uh, Conductor Williams, Conductor We Have a Problem, and the Danny Brown uh, Quaranta. Nice, nice. All right, I've been on my mid-90s kick this week, man. <clears throat> I was bumping Raekwon, Only Built for Cuban Links. I was bumping Mob Deep the Infamous. I was bumping West Side Gun Fly God. I was bumping uh, Ghostface Killer Supreme Clientele. Um, and I was bumping ODB, Return to the 36 Chambers. It was very cold and rainy this week in Chicago, so... Mm-hmm. Um, those are our appropriate albums for it. Indeed, indeed. Got me through the week, man. Got me through the week. All right, Jamil, man. Any album anniversaries for us? Absolutely. Uh, starting with five years ago, everybody's favorite MC, Twenty One Savage. Uh, five years for I Am Greater Than I Was. Uh, celebrating ten years this week is uh, Alchemist with Cutting Room Floor. Uh, B.O.B. with Underground Luxury and The Locks with Trinity. For some reason, I don't remember that being a 10-year-old album. It's crazy. Uh, celebrating 15 years is Ludacris with Theater of the Mind. Oh, wow. Which is one that I don't think a lot of people listen to, but that's probably one of his better albums, honestly. Oh, really? And uh, Yeah. And celebrating 25 years this week, uh, DMX, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Oh, snap. Okay. Which is one that I'm probably going to have to listen to this week now. All right. So, man, this is our last uh, show for the calendar year. So I will see you gentlemen back next week, next month, and next year. We're going to keep the show rolling, man. I, I want to first thank you all. You know, both, both Jamil and Vince. 
Uh, both of you brothers have been riding with me on this podcast thing for a long time. I know it's an investment of time, you know, so I, 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 I sincerely thank y'all for being a part of it because the show, it wouldn't be what it is without y'all, you know, and we've experienced some great growth, you know, for the second year in a row. I mean, well, they've only really been tracking the analytics, you know, the way they have for, for two years now, but two years consecutively, we've, we've had great growth in our listenership for our podcast. So, you know, that's, that's in large part due to you guys, you all are ready for the most part every week, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To break down the syllabus and to get into the nitty gritty of of these hip hop conversations. And y'all, y'all both bring something unique, man. Y'all, y'all both, you know, are, 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 are intelligent and opinionated dudes who, actually listen to the music you know what i mean and y'all are well versed in the culture and that makes all the difference with the show man and so i just want to thank y'all to the most personally i want to thank everybody really who's had a voice on the show who's been on the show past and present because it's it's every every show every podcast is a is a brick in the wall you know and we've built quite an impressive legacy and quite an impressive wall we're being streamed in 31 different countries now. I think that's awesome. And shout out to my listeners, man, and my supporters too, who who call in and, and say stuff and leave messages about how we're one of your favorite podcasts. So shout out to y'all as well, because you know I, I do it for y'all too. People who just want to hear good, uh, informed, you know, hip hop conversations and opinions. And shout out to the listeners for sure. Yeah, shout out to the listeners. We appreciate, we appreciate, appreciate y'all every week. Indeed, indeed, especially our international listeners. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. Yeah, hip hop, hip hop is everywhere. It's it's touched everyone. You know, so. Um, hey, yo. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, gentlemen, that is the show. Like I said, we'll be back next week. I'm gonna send y'all the syllabus out soon. And with that, I'm gonna bid y'all adieu. All right, y'all. Peace.
Bound from the gaze of the sunlight Trying to go legit this time With no gunfight Straight flights to gun My man got the gold connect Bro, you do with chicks on deck He got Navy sailors moving the crypto specs Maybach Hummer Sound like a discotheque His brother Stan Blow off his own hand He's in the mausoleums Couldn't sew his wrist back on It's in the Coliseum The monster's out Sway down in the opera house Scorpion pendant Red stone in the lobster mouth Diamonds embroidered in the China where speaking through Tesla phones. Tucked behind the ear, snow white voice, guts red with lasagna chairs. Scarface party was drawn with mad lines in there. Everybody holding rock robbers, mad nines in there. Hitters with gold fronts fronting with the concierge. 50 years of hip hop, New York is the mascot. City is the backdrop. One more, you can holler at me. You can holler at me. Hey yo, hey yo, 50 years in hip hop, where the music don't stop, it started in the back blocks, the coaches, the power that be. Yeah. 